This is ESPN Radio. Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you this morning on ESPN2, ESPNU, and on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. Last night, Ian, the winning ticket for the Mega Millions, the $1.58 billion jackpot, one single winning ticket. Somebody woke up this morning a billionaire. Maybe when they went to sleep last night, they were a billionaire. That winning ticket was sold not in Dallas, Texas, where you're located, in the state of Florida, except for I'm here this morning. So I think, I we, think we you've got an idea. It's probably not me. Be here. We were wondering, <laughs> hey, is Amber, did, did she hit it? Because it didn't say the city. If you're watching on ESPNU uh, right now and uh, listening on ESPN Radio, I'm holding up. 85 losing tickets. <laughs> Come on. None of that. Like, you had to have won four bucks or something. Not one. The, the, the Mega Mall was number 14. In these 85 tickets, the ESPN Radio College Football Broadcast Crew hit exactly zero numbers. Nada. I am so glad this damn thing is over. Because we went from the Powerball right into the Mega Millions of over $1 billion in lotto prizes. And we didn't win spit. So I am so glad it's over, done. I'm not flushing any more money right down the toilet. Not one dollar, Amber, in 85 tickets. 170 bucks. Didn't win a cent. Nada. Zilch. Wow. Uh, that's depressing. There that's were apparently over 540,000 tickets just stole, sold in the state of Florida alone. One of them won it. Matched all the numbers that you needed to match. That person is a billionaire. Apparently, that person bought the ticket at a Publix, which is funny because that's the supermarket chain down here. And you and I had an on-air discussion yesterday where I told you, I always buy my lotto tickets at Publix, and I feel like it's a bad strategy because I don't feel like Publix is ever going to have the winning lotto ticket. Like, you have to go to some rinky-dink gas station in some far Like I did part of town right like you did right like you have to hit the gas station you got to evaluate when you pull up to the gas station does this look like a place that's going to sell me a winning ticket for a billion dollars because of course the place that does it also gets like some huge kickback too right dollars yeah right and so you're thinking okay huge corporation and Publix, it's a grocery store chain all across the southeast they're not going to be the one like they don't need the money. They're not going to be the ones. It's going to be some like independent mom and pop gas station uh, that ends up getting those riches. Apparently it was a Publix. It was a Publix. Now, I don't think it was me. All truth be told, totally forgot to buy tickets. Completely forgot. Texted my husband last night. I was getting into bed. He was still up. He was watching TV and my mother-in-law was still up, but she was getting into bed. And I like texted on a group text, hey, we all forgot to buy Mega Millions tickets. And my husband responded, I'll run out and go get some right now. I'm like, cool. You know, I have to get up early. I just wanted to get into bed, watch a little TV, go to sleep. So he said he was going to run out. I did say in writing in the text, like I'm in. So if you win, you know, like I'm, yeah, you, you, you know, it's in writing. documentation. You are part of this bad boy. You're right. in. Yeah. But here's the thing. I, I don't. 
actually no. I mean, he could have been the one. It was sold in Florida. Like, he, maybe he's a billionaire. Now, he was in bed next to me when I woke up this morning. I feel like he would have fled, perhaps, to some foreign country. <laughs> Grab your son, and he's gone on a private jet. He's going PJ style. Like, if I had woken door. up this morning, I'm like, wait a minute. Where's my family? <laughs> That's absolutely priceless. The only thing I got out of this is I got a great, night, a great night's sleep. I mean, anytime I play the lotto... It's better than ambient. I don't check my numbers. I mean, it, it, you go to bed, you're dreaming sweet dreams of a ski chalet, maybe a lake house. Your kids' college tuitions are paid for. You're good to go. So I sleep like a baby. But I woke up th- this morning to our spotter, Ken Benevitz, just with a thumbs down on the picture mm. I sent to the entire crew of 85 losing numbers. Where I went, Amber, the, the sign said beer, wine, Lotto, and there was a laundromat <laughs> right next to it. I really felt kind of somewhat confident. I thought I think my odds went from about three hundred million to one <laughs> to about one hundred million to one. I think I cut them down by by a third. That was my thought going in. Beer, mm-hmm. wine, lotto, laundromat. I got a shot. Eighty five numbers, right? Hey, we, we we got a chance here. Didn't win. Did not a win. Dime. Not, not a dollar. A. Did you reap? So. The college football coverage this season right here on ESPN Radio, it lives on because the entire (laughs) college football broadcast that bought tickets and Venmoed the money to Ian, well, they just lost all that money. That's how it works for most of us that play the lotto. So congratulations to whoever in this state just became a billionaire last night. That would shake your foundation of everything, like just everything. What do you do when you wake up? When you it, check it, well, your, your numbers, it, you're your having religious coffee. beliefs. It would cha- it would literally shake the entire foundation of your life. You know what? I don't even want it. Mo money, mo problems, Ian. I, I feel like you know it's a blessing in disguise. We lost, right? <laughs> no, not a, you. Sound like my buddy Barrett Jones, the three time All American from Alabama, three time national champ. He was our color analyst here at ESPN Radio for for years, and we're ha- we're, we're getting ready to call a Wisconsin game the next day. We're at the Tornado Room, great steakhouse in Madison, Wisconsin. If you're ever going to go catch a Wisconsin game, if you can, about a month out, you need to make your reservation. It it is phenomenal. But anyway, we're sitting there having dinner, and at that time, I think the Powerball was around half a billion dollars, and Barrett goes, you don't want to win the lottery. Exactly. I'm with him. What? (laughs) You so many problems. Yeah. Look at the history. They all go broke, blah, blah, blah. It's true. Give me that chance. Now, given. I want the opportunity to be that rare person to not go broke after winning the lottery. So you sound just like Barrett Jones right now going, no, it's, you know, it's not a not necessarily a bad thing. You didn't right. win $700 million <laughs> in take-home cash. Now, the lotto, one of the reasons that we keep seeing these the changing of the jackpot here is because the lotto changed its rules, the Powerball and the Mega Millions some years ago. And it makes it actually, somehow the calculation works. So it's supposed to be that people win more often, but smaller amounts. But the big amount then becomes harder to win. So it pools and pools and pools, which is why we get these insanely large jackpots more often than it feels like we used to get them. I didn't so, know that. Yeah. So about 50% of lotto winners, I believe is the statistic go broke given traditionally those people haven't been winning 700 million, which is the, roughly the cash payout here, right? It's a little harder to go broke when it's that much money. I'm sure somebody has done it before though. Amber Wilson, Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPNU and on ESPN2. 
The commanders, they, speaking of billionaires, uh, have new ownership in place. The coaching staff is the same at the top with Ron Rivera, but that OC is quite different this year with Eric Bieniemy, And apparently he is instituting a new philosophy. It isn't going over well with the players at all times. Here's the head coach, Ron Rivera. A lot of these young guys, you know, they do struggle with certain certain things. Um, and a lot of you also got to take for where they've been. I mean, guys coming from certain programs are used to it. Guys come from other programs aren't as much. So, you know, I, I kind of have to assimilate and get a feel for everybody. You know, Eric has an approach and it's the way he does things and he's not going to change and, and, and because he believes in it. So Ron Rivera essentially revealing there to the media that not all the players are taking kindly to Eric Bieniemy's approach. Here, Ian, was Eric Bieniemy, the commander's OC, on his methods. Eric Bieniemy is who he is, okay? Eric Bieniemy knows how to adapt and adjust. Eric Bieniemy is a tough, hard-nosed coach, but also understand I'm going to be the biggest and harshest critic, but I'm also the number one fan. Because I got their back. My job is to make sure that we're doing it the right way. There's a way to do it. Do they understand that? Yes. Because they're seeing the results. We're making a lot of strides. I'm proud of these guys. It's been some, excuse my language, some good to watch. Eric Bieniemy likes to speak in the third person. (laughs) He does. (laughs) <laughs> what do you what do you take from all that? Because I was surprised that Ron Rivera was straight up addressing it to us, but it felt like to me a message that he was sending to his players. All right, see, you and I are in the minority. You and I were talking about, about this in our pre-show meeting, and I completely agree with you. One, to your point about third person, I mean, that was Clifford Franklin-esque from the replacements. <laughs> I mean, I, that was that was spectacular. But when it comes to Rivera, a lot of people, including you know, like Lewis Riddick, a former player for, what, eight, nine years in the National Football League and one of our lead football analysts, along with – you know, Harry Douglas, who had a remarkable career in the league with the Falcons and Titans, you know, they, they didn't like Rivera calling, you know, like bringing this to the forefront. But I, I disagree. I think it felt to me, one, it was opposed to question. So obviously players have gone to the media complaining about the enemy being very forceful and aggressive and, you know, and loud, you know, and have, holding them accountable in a firm fashion. Well, oh my gosh, let's, let's go cry to dad, right? When all of a sudden, you know, the uncle is, is screaming at you. You go to the general because the colonel's all over you. Come on, man. What, what are you doing? You're getting paid millions of dollars to go and, 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 and play a game. And if your coach is holding you accountable, that's got not one but two Super Bowl rings in a firm fashion, you might want to listen to him. So I, I'm with you. I think Rivera was more, delivering more of a message through the media to his players saying, hey, the enemy's not going to change. Yeah, they, they've come to me. Some are a little concerned that he's a little harsh. Well, so what? Toughen up. You're a grown bleeping man getting paid a lot of money to listen to a guy who is a two-time Super Bowl champion. You never heard Mahomes or Kelsey or any of those guys complaining about you know Eric Bieniemy being so hard on them. That's ridiculous. A two-time Super Bowl champ is holding you accountable in a firm fashion. And so I don't. I liked what Rivera did, putting it out there going, yeah, some of my players, they're a little soft right now. They're concerned. But my OC, he's not going to change. So I'm with you. I know we're in the minority. I liked what Rivera did, putting his players that came to him, crawling in going, the enemy's yelling at me, putting them on blast, going toughen up, because that guy, he's got rings and you don't. I think one of the hardest 
parts about being a coach or being a leader in any business, right, is figuring out how to reach people. And when you're a coach, you have to figure out how to reach young people and a new generation of young people all the time. And that's got to be incredibly difficult over the course of your coaching career. So I understand that there are different ways to reach different players. And I do think if you're a really good coach, you have to be a bit cognizant of that. Your system, that hard-nosed approach, it might not rate the same with everybody. And it might not be the best approach to get the best out of a specific player. Maybe it works better with the next guy. And so I do think that you have to be somewhat adaptive if you're a coach. However, all of that being said, so I'm not really commenting on what Eric Bieniemy is doing in terms of how he's approaching this thing. We'll see how, how effective it is this season with the commanders. What I don't have a problem with is Ron Rivera coming out and addressing it because I feel like what Ron Rivera is doing is trying to set the tone and send a message to his players like you just said, where Ron Rivera is saying, hey, this is the approach of Eric Bieniemy. It's not sitting well with some of you guys you guys need to toughen up. I'm going to call you out in front of the entire world. And that's what it feels like the head coach here has done is bringing light to this issue in order to send a message. I never believe that veteran coaches, when they speak to the media, are doing anything without calculation. It's those Agreed. Sean Payton comments with Nathaniel Hackett that we talked so much Nick about. Saban at Alabama. Saban right? at Alabama, right? Even when he was taking shots at Jimbo back and forth, everything is calculated with these veteran coaches. This is not Ron Rivera stepping in it. This is Ron Rivera with a calculated move. It is a message to somebody, and I believe, like you do, that it was a message to his players. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio and on the ESPN app is Micah Parsons, the biggest non-quarterback X factor in the NFL. This is ESPN Radio. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus. Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Micah Parsons, arguably the best defensive player in the National Football League, maybe the most important player on the Dallas Cowboys, not named Dak Prescott. Is he the biggest non-quarterback X-factor in the entire league? We're going to get into that in just a second. Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons here with you on ESPN2 and on ESPN Radio. Micah has some lofty hopes for himself. As great as he is and as much praise as he gets, that dude, Ian, doesn't just want to make the Hall of Fame one day, and she feels pretty on track to do. He wants to be like the greatest Hall of Famer ever here is the Cowboys Micah Parsons. I don't think I just want to make the Hall of Fame. I just want to be known as one of the greatest Hall of Famers. You know, there's categories to everything. You know, there's good, there's great, and there's like 
perfect. When you talk about me, I don't want to just be mentioned in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's a great accolade, but I want to be one of the greatest in the Hall of Fame. He wants to be perfect. Hey, <laughs> perfect he's not afraid to tell you how not good he is, how great he is, and how great he wants that defense to be and where he sets the bar for individual achievement, goals, accolades. And, and that, that's, that's, that's setting the bar about as high as you possibly can to be one of the, quote, greatest Hall of Famers to play the game, end quote. And you can count probably on one hand, in my opinion, Amber, guys that are right there with Micah Parsons as just wrecking machines and difference makers on the defensive side of the ball. You have a Nick Bosa who led the league in sacks last year, a TJ Watt when he's healthy with Pittsburgh, you know, Hassan Reddick in Philadelphia, Aaron Donald, obviously. I know he's not on a, a Super Bowl contender now with the Rams, but he's still, you know, one of the best at not not just on the defensive side, but in the entire game of football. Those are the guys that are right there in the conversation with Micah Parsons. Or, or let me re- reverse that. Micah Parsons has put himself in that category with those players, the best of the best currently playing in the NFL. And to your point, he is a difference maker. I mean, he is one of the best at his craft right now. He knows it, and he's not afraid to tell you about it. No, he's not afraid to tell you about it. And I guess when you're a professional athlete that is at the top of his craft, you have to find new bars, right? You have to find new goals to actually achieve. And it's got to be hard if you're Micah Parsons at this point because you're at the very top of the league and you're easily the best to do it right now, right? And maybe the best defensive player in the entire NFL. And so that next goal that you set for yourself, not just to make the hall, because he's on pace to make the hall, but to make the hall in a way yeah, but, uh, that nobody else d- has depends made Depends on what happens. I mean, you know, injuries. What, what, uh, well, that's I, why I said he's on pace. Yeah, like, he's not yeah, there okay, yet, okay? Yeah. He's not in the Hall of Fame yet. I don't want anybody to misconstrue what you're saying. Right. That he's a Hall yes, of Famer right now. He's on pace. Right, no, he's right. not a Hall of Famer right now. There are some players that I think are already Hall of Famers that are young. Like Patrick Mahomes, if his career ends today, a young career. You make that case. Already in the Hall of Fame, right? Mike, apart, unfortunately, defensive players, I don't think, enjoy uh, that same semblance of deference when it comes to getting into the hall. You've got to do more and you've got to do it for longer. And Micah Parsons is on pace to do that. So now it's not just I want to be in the Hall of Fame, which by default makes you the top of the top of the top, one of the best in the entire universe to ever do it. But now it's I want to be in the hall and I want to be a first ballot and I want to be darn near perfect when I get into the hall. It's another chip on Micah Parsons' shoulders. You got to create these chips. You got to create that motivation, whatever gets it done for him. The reality is the Cowboys should have plenty of chips and motivation on their shoulders this season because of the expectations that we've all had for that Dallas team now for the last few years that they haven't lived up to in the postseason. And it starts with that defense. You know, Dak's a given, right? But this defense also last year, the 12-win team in the regular season, led the league in takeaways. Now, they feasted on some bad teams, but I don't care. When you lead the league in takeaways, you're doing something. Dan Quinn has developed and built a ball hawking, playmaking defense. So it starts there. Now Dak's got to finish it. When that when that defense gives you the ball in plus territory, you can't settle for three. You can't throw a pick. You can't turn it over. You've got to get you got to hit pay dirt. So it starts on the defense to me, and that's the attitude of this team. Dak and the offense now have to finish what those guys start on the defensive side of the ball. That, to me, is a character of this Cowboys squad. And I love the attitude from Diggs getting in, in Dak's face last week to everything else we're seeing right now with the Cowboys out at Oxnard at training camp. That defense, they're hunting right now. And that's, to me, if the Cowboys are going to finally, in the postseason, 
take that next step and actually survive and advance and sniff an NFC championship game for the first time since 1995, the attitude starts on that side of the ball with Micah Parsons, and then the offense has to finish it. The offense has to finish it. The Cowboys have those expectations. Micah Parsons, of course, critical in accomplishing those goals and completing those expectations. So we both agree that he's a big X factor on that team. I think, though, when we talk about X factors, too, often I go to the guys that I think can make the difference, and you wonder, are they going to make the difference? With Micah Parsons, I feel like I have no doubts about Micah. Like, one of the reasons that I think we – put our focus on Dak beyond the fact that it's it's the quarterback position and overall that's the most important position in the, on the football field. It's that Dak has had these questions of accuracy here coming off of last season, the double digit interceptions, right? And he's got to cut down on that this season. Is he going to be able to do that in that offense? Defensively for the Cowboys, I actually don't have as many questions and in, in large, due in large part to Micah. Like I, I believe I have no reason to believe Micah Parsons isn't going to again be the best defensive player in the NFL this season. So they're easy to believe in from that side of the ball, but absolutely he's going to have to show up and that defense is going to have to do what that defense should do based on that roster. So is Micah Parsons the biggest non-quarterback X factor in the entire league? Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons with you here on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Give us a call. This is your time to chime in. 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. For me, when I run through the biggest X factors in the league, I tend to lean towards offense. Like you just named the other best defensive players in the league that make that difference that Micah Parson makes on that side of the ball. But I tend to find myself leaning to offense when I talk about X factors, guys like the Justin Jeffersons of the world, right? The Kelsey's the weapons that end up being quarterbacks are given. We know who those guys are. Well, the, (laughs) the quarterback, right. The quarterbacks are given, but when I just sat down, I made a list off the top of my head. Who would I put in the list of biggest X factors in the league? The guys who I think make such a difference. And I found that my list tends to be wide receivers and tight ends. No running backs, huh? I don't have a – oh, Der- Derrick Henry. I have Derrick okay. Henry on my list. He's Saquon. the only running back. Saquon probably should be on my list. I mean, I was just jotting down names. Saquon pro- it, Saquon should be on my list, yeah. yeah. And you know what? Christian McCaffrey. You know what I yes. Mean? That's, that's one. When he's healthy, he's one of the best in the, at his craft in the business. But the problem is when you, ha- you have to throw that in there when it comes to McCaffrey when he is healthy. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, he can – he can catch it, tote it, block it. You know, uh, he's got breakaway speed. Again, you have to ca- you have that caveat when he is healthy. But you know, and that's why you know you and I just kind of summed up the position of running back in the NFL because I would go mostly. And again, the top quarterbacks are a given when it comes to difference makers. But if you're going to go away from quarterback, you're going to the Justin Jeffersons, the Jamar Chases, the Travis Kelseys, you know, the, the George Kittles of the world, and then you go to running back. Mm-hmm. And and that's part of because I, maybe it's the world we live in and it, it's a pass happy league. But if you don't have a running back to finish games in the fourth quarter to shorten that game in your four minute offense, you're not going to be as good as some of these teams that do have, you know, not just one, but maybe two backs in their stable. And that's why I think a guy like Eric Gray out of Oklahoma is going to help Saquon Barkley. But I think Saquon Barkley will take him off the off the Giants. They're not sniffing the playoffs. Right. With him, they're a wild card contender. And that, and that's, and that to me, is a difference maker. So I think a guy like Saquon should also be on the list. 
I agree with you there. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app, Mike McCarthy will be calling plays this year for those Dallas Cowboys that we were just talking about. Will that be the difference maker for the Cowboys this postseason? But first, Ian has this word from Granger. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facilities safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. This is ESPN Radio. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. We will get to your phone calls in just a moment. Triple H say ESPN. We were asking you who is the biggest non-quarterback X factor in the NFL. But let's talk some Dallas Cowboys first. Ian and the Cowboys season last season it was a weird one I mean you're talking about you know a double digit win team a good team but a team that certainly felt the loss of Amari Cooper I don't feel like enough frankly was made of that with the Cowboys allowing Dak's favorite weapon to no longer be on that team and it did affect Dak Prescott you're talking about double digit interceptions for that quarterback a disappointing uh, finish to the season, of course, for the Dallas Cowboys. And then Kellen Moore, he leaves. He goes to Los Angeles. Now, everything is going to be on the shoulders for Mike McCarthy. So you heard there coming in, Mike McCarthy thinks that he is the answer, that he can do a better job here with this offense. He better do a better job with this offense because there's no buffer anymore. It feels like it will be his job if this season ends like it did last season. He's going out in his style, if he's going to get fired. He's putting it all on him. Because think about this, Amber. He's had back-to-back 12-win seasons, but they haven't sniffed an NFC Championship game. They've had disappointing moments. And go back to not being able to clock a football with time running out in a playoff game. It was just it, it was you know just a, a comedy of errors on that particular play. And that goes to coaching. So what do you do? So if I, if I might get blown up, then I'm going to go out the way I want to go out, and I'm calling plays. And that, that's where he is at his core. He jettisons Kellen Moore, who was without a job for less than 24 hours before the Chargers picked him up as their new offensive coordinator. And now Mike McCarthy's calling plays. I'm curious to see who's going to be in charge of and his year about clock management also because that's been an issue with McCarthy and challenging right. plays. Now, they have to get better at that as well because he's had issues with that in his first two years and even going back to his time as a head coach in Green Bay. But bottom line is, he's going out the way he wants to, and that's him calling plays. But they've got to get Zach Martin in there. 
And I, I watched an interview yesterday, Amber, with Jerry Jones, and he, he his message was very, very firm. And now he's negotiating with Zach Martin in the media. He said that if if any if every player who has multiple years, as you brought up yesterday, left on his contract, Zach Martin has two years left on his deal that he signed back in 2018 to make him the highest paid player at his position. Now, by the standards and the money, he is grotesquely underpaid. But bottom line is, he has two years left in his contract. And Jerry said, if we were to restructure every player and their contract that outperformed the one they signed, we wouldn't be able to sign guys in the future. Because I've got to, I'm going to have to take care of Micah Parsons. We just took care of Diggs. You know, I mean, you've got guys like J. Ron Kirsch. We have a lot of guys. C.D. Lamb's coming up. So his, his message was a firm one to Zach Martin and to that locker room. We can't afford to restructure every player that outperforms their contract when you have multiple years left on the one that you signed. I'm fascinated to see how this whole thing plays out because they need Zach Martin not just on the field because he's arguably the best guard in the league, but also, as we've talked about a lot, Amber, on this show, in that locker room where a guy like Zach Martin is a captain and he holds everybody else accountable. It's what I talked about yesterday with Zach Martin. It's a different situation to me than some of these other holdouts that we're seeing around the league, the Nick Bosa's, the Jonathan Taylor's, the Chris Jones of the world, because Zach Martin has multiple years left on his deal, and those guys are coming into the final years of their contract. If I'm Jerry Jones, I am giving a large pause before I renegotiate a contract with multiple years left on it. Yes, this is the best right guard in the entire league. Yes, he has outplayed the value of that contract but what standard are you setting moving forward because most of these guys outplay the value of their contracts if in fact they're performing well and living up to their expectations right and so you could be in a situation if you're Jerry Jones which you stated and apparently he's wholly aware of and I would expect him to be he's been in this thing for a very long time he knows then any deal that a player signs if that player is playing very well and the market's changed over the course of that deal all of a sudden he's going to have his feet held to the fire he's going to have to renegotiate that thing and that's not something a situation that he wants to find himself in time and time again at various different positions it's like right now and you could see it happening but it'd be like right now like Look at what's happened here with the quarterback market, right? We always talk about quarterbacks. It's the easiest thing to talk about in the league. You just saw the extensions with the Justin Herberts and the Lamar Jacksons of the world. Well, Patrick Mahomes is now underpaid by all of those standards. But Patrick Mahomes has many years left on that deal. At the time KC entered that deal with Patrick Mahomes, I think it's, what, 40 per? I don't have the stats in front of me, but I believe at that time it was the biggest deal. It was the highest paid. And so now is Patrick Mahomes going to go every time a new quarterback gets paid more than him who's not as good as him because Patrick Mahomes is better than everybody right so every time one of these new guys gets paid Patrick Mahomes is going to go back to KC and say hey we need to renegotiate now you need to pay me more you need to pay me more you need to pay me more it's a salary cap sport and contracts from a front office perspective do need to matter to some degree in order for them to navigate this salary cap and so if I am a team and running a team and it may not feel fair because Zach Martin is underpaid at this point at $14 million per, even though they made him the highest-paid player back in 2018 when he signed that deal. It's underpaid in 2023, but you have to look at this from the front office perspective. And I am not renegotiating that thing before I have to renegotiate that thing. And you do not have to when there's multiple years left on that deal. And there's one other aspect we haven't talked about at all. And this is going to sound 
you know, like a lot of people are going to roll their eyes and what I'm about to say, but it's important. It's very important. As the average margin of victory in the National Football League is less than seven points a game, they need a kicker. They just cut Vizcaino. Mm. They don't have a kicker right now. Robbie Gould's on the street. I did uh, not see the kicker aspect of this of this analysis I, coming. Like I, a tight end, hey, the fact that they, wait, they lost Schultz, they're going with a rookie tight end. Like there's a lot of places we can go with the Cowboys. Now, hey, kicker, I wasn't I didn't see that cut. You're not wrong. They don't have that. a kicker. I, I, you're How not many wrong. times do you see a game come down to that very thing? And maybe I'm a little skewed having a brother that coaches special teams in the NFL, but you need a damn kicker. And they don't have one. They're still trying guys out. Again, they, they just zapped this guy, you know. Robbie Gould's on the street. Uh, Mason Crosby's on the street. I'm bringing somebody in because this team, as good as, as great as the roster is, and it is a great roster. I mean, it's Philadelphia, it's San Francisco, and then you put the Cowboys right there that next tier. They're going to be in the – they're going to make the playoffs, in my opinion. And then, then that's when we see what version of the Cowboys do we finally have. Do we have a team that's going to make a deep run in the postseason – or are they going to wilt yet again? But you got to have somebody to be able to kick the stinking ball through the uprights, and they don't have one. I know everyone's like, oh, kicker? I'm telling you, they got to find one because if they don't, they are going to lose multiple games because somebody hit the upright or went wide right or wide left. I mean, so you're right. Every NFL team needs a kicker. <laughs> you are absolutely right. We thought maybe Micah Parsons was the non-quarterback X factor. The contract of Zach Martin, like I said, the tight end position, the change there with Kellen Moore, none of that. Ian Fitzsimmons is here to tell you. They need a kicker. kicker. They need a kicker. Jerry forgot about the kicker. (laughs) Will Mike McCarthy and Dak Prescott be the perfect pair this season? Perfect pair is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cup. So I told you we would get back to your calls. Who is the biggest non-quarterback X factor in the league? Triple eight. Say ESPN. We will get to your calls next. This is ESPN Radio. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today. 
to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. Who is the biggest X factor in the NFL? Who is not a quarterback? We spend way too much time talking about the quarterback position in the National Football League. Amber Wilson and Ian Fitzsimmons hanging out with you here on ESPN2 and on ESPN Radio. ESPN Radio presented to you by Progressive Insurance. We are taking your phone calls. 888-SAY-ESPN. That's how you join the conversation. Let's hop to it. William is calling us from Georgia. William, thanks so much for the call. Go ahead. Hey, guys, thank you for taking my call. Uh, my biggest X factor would be Michael Parsons. And that being said, I just want to get you all's thoughts. Is Jerry Jones really pushing all in? Because just as you just talked about, we're talking about a kicker. You need a kicker. Uh, Zach Martin needing to be in camp, uh, getting that deal done. It's not like the Cowboys are broke. You know, they have about $20 million in cap space, and I know you got to get other deals done. But we're talking about you're right there at the window. You're right there knocking at the door of a Super Bowl, a NFC championship game, and we're talking about needing a kicker. So is Jerry Jones really as serious when he says, I'm pushing all in, or is it just talk? Thanks again for my taking my calls, guys. See what you did, Ian, bringing up this kicker thing. Now, now everyone's it's a worried. Fact, though. Uh, now, now, now Jerry one. Jones is Jerry Jones is committed to winning a Super Bowl because he hasn't signed a kicker yet. You see what you're doing? Look, I mean, Zach Martin is a big issue. There's we all know that, and and Jerry has dug his spurs in. It doesn't sound like he's gonna he's gonna budge. Uh, so I can't wait to see how this whole thing plays out. I mean, and Zach Martin. To me, I don't know him well. I've covered him a bit here being based in Dallas, but he seems like a guy that is is not going to go ahead and just and just wilt and say, all right, well, I've tried, tried to play a power move and it didn't work, so I'll show up in the last week of camp. I, I don't see Zach Martin doing that. So how that's going to play out, I don't know. Robbie Gould's on the street. Mason Crosby's on the street. They do need a kicker. But when it comes to impact players, Micah Parsons can change the game on one snap with a strip sack fumble recovery and it goes the other way. Or you set your team up, your offense, in, in plus territory. He is a disruptor. He's one of the best in the league. He's right there with Nick Bosa, with T.J. Watt, with Hassan Reddick, uh, Aaron Donald. That's the category that in a very short amount of time, in just a couple of years, Micah Parsons has put himself in that, that category of the best of the best at his craft. He's that good. He is a true difference maker. There is a messy situation going on there in Dallas with the kicker, but they do have salary cap space to the point of that caller. I'm guessing Jerry will I'm get it. I'm glad you're coming out. around he on the kicker, Amber. I, that I they, like... need, they need a kicker. I mean, they're going to have to have somebody, right? He knows that, that a kicker is going to be important there. When it comes to the Zach Martin component of the Dallas Cowboys situation, that one's more complicated because I keep saying it multiple years left on the deal. If I'm Jerry, I understand why he's dug in as important is, as Zach Martin is to the success of that team. The reason Zach Martin Martin is also dug in is because of what that caller just said. He knows that this is the window. They are a win now team and they are trying to win a Super Bowl this season. And he knows his importance to that team. So even though he's got multiple years left on that deal, that's why he's doing this and putting the pressure on is also why he's willing to give up $50,000 a day right now, because he feels like if he holds Jerry's feet to the fire, that he will end up getting it on the back end because he's that important to the team. So we'll see who wins out there. That's a complicated situation. The kicker on the other hand, a little bit more cut and dry. They've got to find one though. Triple eight say ESPN. Kevin is calling us from Alabama. Hey, Kevin, go ahead. Hey, how you doing? Good. Um, 
I like. Uh, Actually, I'm not, Kevin. I didn't hit the. I didn't hit the Mega Millions last night. I'm not doing well as a matter of fact. I, 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 I didn't either. I didn't either. <laughs> um, I like that you said your list usually outside of the quarterbacks consists of the receivers and tight ends and things of that nature, because the NFL has gone to an extreme offensive talent, high scoring. With that being said. I think my X factor this season's got to be Sauce. I mean, I think by the end of the year, people are going to be saying Sauce is the best cornerback in the league. He's going to take away the field. Getting Aaron Rodgers in there, I think everybody talks about Aaron Rodgers and what he's going to be able to do there in the Jets, but I, I look at that defense and the, the monster they're building on that defense, and Sauce, man, he's no slouch, and I think that boy's going to be bad. I, I, yeah, I mean, that dude's already bad. Uh, I agree with that. Aaron Rodgers told Sauce Gardner the other day on Hard Knocks that the cameras caught it, that he'd be in the hall one day. Like, that's the respect that Aaron jo- Rodgers already has for Sauce Gardner. Yeah, that that dude's already, I mean, that, that's already a bad man, Ian. That's the reality of it. He's in, he's in the upper echelon of cover corners. Did you see him when he was, he was posed the question, build the ultimate corner? And it, it, he went in through, like, man-to-man, Darrell Rivas. Uh, uh-huh. Hitting, uh, contact, checking at a line of scrimmage, Jalen Ramsey. Playmaking, me. <laughs> it, was, it was like, and you're getting this visual of this I perfect like corner, right? Like, yep. oh, yeah, yeah, yep. oh, yeah, Makes yeah. Sense. Yeah, there the he corner. is, right there. He just built it together. from scratch. Yep. Uh, that, that was certainly a good one. Triple Eight, say ESPN. Matt is calling us from Atlantic City. Hey, Matt, thanks for the call again. Who's the X Factor who's not a quarterback? Good morning. Good morning. Yeah, that wasn't a good oh, morning. Oh, we lost Matt. Matt. We lost Matt from Atlantic City. Jason is calling us from New Jersey. Hey, Jason, go ahead. What's going on? Good morning, you guys. How you feeling? Good morning. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Everything's good. Of course. Who do you, who's the non? Who's, who's the X factor? Uh, I'm sorry. Who's the X factor? Who's Jeffrey Jeffrey Simmons, Tennessee okay. Titans defensive tackle. Nobody has brought his name up at all. That bugs me out. Lord, y'all forget about the Titans. <laughs> you know, I don't think we forget about the Titans, Ian. You and I actually are higher on the Titans than yeah. most people, and a lot of that's a nod to Vrabel. Uh, D-Hop as well, obviously, being a bit addition to that team. I mean, that's a team that's been at the top of that conference year in and year out, and yet we keep thinking that window has closed. D. Henry had proven that window had not closed this past season, frankly, right, with the level that he's still playing at. I think that Titans team is going to be better than people realize this season, although in a stacked conference, and that's the problem there for the Tennessee Titans. But Jeffrey Simmons, probably not a player that we talk about not, not, not enough. That's a name I was expecting to hear. That's a diehard right. Titans fan that, that loves him for the lineman. And, and Simmons yeah. is an absolute space eater, and he can mm-hmm. get after the quarterback. But I, I wasn't expecting to hear his name when it comes to non-quarterback impact players, especially for teams that are looking at at a playoff push. And I'm with you. I mean, and we, you know, the, the Titans are a sleeper team to me, especially in that division that is Jacksonville and Tennessee, and that's it, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. You know, the Colts and Texans are not going to make a run at that division. But I was not expecting to hear Jeffrey Simmons' name this morning when it comes to impact players for playoff-type teams. Yeah, I mean, for me, you know, it's still it's the Micah Parsons, it's the Aaron Donalds, it's the Boses of the world still when we're talking defensive players. But Jeffrey Simmons is a very solid defensive player. So we are asking you, America, who is your X-factor? 
who's not a quarterback. Let's get away from the quarterback position. If you want to nominate the Jeffrey Simmons of the world, that's cool. Just don't give me a quarterback. Triple H say ESPN, 888-729-3776. There are other guys that matter other than the quarterback. Ian Fitzsimmons thinks it's the kicker. Who matters the most? Stop. See, here we go. Now, people are actually going to think that you're being serious. But no, I'm telling you, though. But when it comes to the Cowboys in a playoff run, you got to have a stinking kicker, and they don't have one right now. It is weird. That's a fact. I was not even noticing the situation there with kicker. And it is a weird situation that Jerry does not have a kicker right now. They nope. will work it out. They will find a kicker. Maybe he's not going to be good enough to win them the Super Bowl. We'll find out. But uh, I would imagine that they will find a kicker. Coming up next, who has the bigger chance to change the narrative for their career? Dak Prescott or Lamar Jackson? This is ESPN Radio. More next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric e-bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S dot com. 